Apple released the public beta for iOS 15 and iPadOS 15 yesterday, but is it worth checking out? And how do you do it safely? I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. With us to talk about all things iOS 15 and iPad OS 15, that's a bit of a mouthful, it's Jason Heiner, head of CNET's reviews team. Welcome, Jason. Hey, thanks for having me, Roger. Always good to be here. So first off, we saw a preview of both OSs back at WWDC, but that was a month ago and in pandemic times, feels more like an eon ago. So just to refresh our memory, what are some of the key features and changes coming to iPhone and iPad? Yeah, and there is a lot here, or I'd say for iOS, the reaction, I'd say generally from community of users has been that there's a lot there and there's a ton to really dig into and enjoy. Uh, The full version, of course, doesn't come out until the fall, but uh, a lot of people are are already trying it or looking forward to trying it now that the public beta is out. But the the iPad iPad version is, is a little less exciting because with the new M1 chip, people were I think expecting uh, as they seem to do every year that there's going to be more there, you know. And uh, there's not a lot that really like takes advantage of M1 or makes it more um, I more Mac like. So, uh, so yeah, it's a little bit of a dichotomy between these two, although they share a lot of the same features. Right. And, and speaking of those features, like what are some of the notable ones, particularly going to iOS 15, since, you know, you talked about some of the excitement there, like what, what's sort of the, the buzziest addition? Yeah, I, I'd say two. So one is FaceTime. There's a lot of improvements to FaceTime, uh, that, you, you know, you now have the ability to have a, portrait mode like version of your video that blurs out the background. You can now create a link so you can easily like um, send somebody uh, a link to uh, to connect with them on FaceTime like at a certain time versus just you know only having the ability to do it kind of like a phone call before. Um, and then it it also works in web so it can be used on Android and Windows. That's a big one, letting those users um, come in. And then one of the more controversial ones, but kind of interesting is the wallet is trying to become more of a true like digital wallet replacement for your physical wallet with adding support for uh, home keys and for ID cards. And uh, ID cards, obviously in the US, there's a lot of state, the states, you know, manage that and that's a, a work in progress. Apple's been talking to the states for about a year, but they're they're working on being able to essentially let you have your driver's license, a digital version of it in your wallet. Yeah, it seems like we're very close to like just needing our phone when we walk out the door, yeah. like our keys and our, our wallets. It's it's really close. Uh, I think the FaceTime stuff is absolutely the most interesting aspect, particularly the idea that we'll be able to talk with folks on on Android or Microsoft through a browser link. Um, I know that got a lot of buzz when it first first announced. Uh, So the beta went live yesterday. Uh, I know, you know, Apple fanboys are eager to get their hands on it. But I mean, ultimately, should you download it if you're interested in these OSs? Um, I mean, it's pretty stable. It depends on your it depends on, you know, how much you do on your phone and how bad you would 
how what in bad shape you would be in if like com it completely froze up and you had to just sort of re you know boot it if like all of your work and your your life and everything is on there your car key uh your you know it, your house key they don't really you know those things aren't too common yet but you know then i would not recommend it i mean i'm running it but i'm running it on a separate phone like a you know an older i'm running it on last year's um iphone iphone 11 uh, and it's great, but then I don't have my, all my stuff I normally do in there. So you, you don't get a full kind of test out of, of what it normally does, but it's a little safer. Um, but if you, you know, if your phone is one of those things that if you could lose a couple hours to, if you needed to, to, to reboot the whole thing and refresh the whole thing, and that wouldn't be that big of a deal to you, then, you know, Go ahead and run with knives and run it on your regular <laughs> normal phone. You know, have some fun. Live dangerously, right? Exactly. Live dangerously. So, and how do you actually go about downloading the beta? Yeah. So, you have to go to Apple's site and it essentially, um, you know, if you if you just Google at iOS 15 public beta, you go to Apple's site, it installs as a profile on your phone and then it just comes as an update. Then once you have the profile installed for the beta, um, which is just the download from your phone from Safari, then uh, you just run an update and the update that it runs is the actual iOS 15 beta. And then it runs like a normal update, although it's, you know, it's a bigger, it's going to take longer to download a little longer to install, but because it is, it is big, but, uh, but that's, that's the process. So it's pretty straightforward. Got it. And I guess any tips or advice for folks who are looking to live dangerously, what should they do before downloading the beta? Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you brought that up, Roger, because you really, before you're going to do that, um, make sure you've backed up your run a backup. You know, if you if you do the old school way and you connect it to your um, to your Mac and and you run it, you know, that way. Um, you know, run it that way. If you do it through, uh, through iCloud, just make sure you run a backup. I, I would also recommend for your photos, do a separate kind of backup. Um, you can, you can back up your photos through iCloud, but do something else too. There are a number of apps you can use Dropbox, Google, um, drive, Google photos, um, box, you know, those back up your photos to one of those places, just in case you did lose your phone and had to reboot it so that you're not going to lose any like really important photos of like your kids or your pets or that, you know, party, uh, birthday party from last weekend, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's a really great point. I mean, but when my phone got stolen in Barcelona, like everything largely was replaceable except for, I think, two or three months of photos that I did not back up. I hadn't had a chance to back up the phone. So mm. that's a really great advice, uh, great suggestion, looking for alternative sources. I use iCloud, but I also use Google Photos. And I've been starting, to, I'm looking for a third source just because photos are, are, are pretty key. Um, and just from a device perspective, what, do you know what the cutoff is for what devices are actually eligible for iOS 15 and iPad OS 15? Yeah, so I believe it is um, iPhone six. So it goes back um, a ways, yeah, uh, which is which is pretty cool. And um, I'm confirming that right now. But the great thing is that um, yeah, oh six S or later. Uh, okay, pardon me, but that's still pretty great. That's that's you know um, a device that 
uh, is still around, but is a lot of people have upgraded. So uh, that's a six-year-old device, the the 6S and 6S Plus. So um, good stuff. Got it. And say you download it and it's, you know, it's buggy as heck. I mean, how do you revert your OS or like, how do you, how do you fix things? Yeah. So you can delete that profile that you downloaded in profiles in settings, you know, general settings. Um, you can delete that and then um, run an update again. And that will usually get you back to the normal um, version of iOS without um, without having to reboot your whole thing, do the erase content and settings thing. But if, if you know, you're really in bad shape, you might have to do the erase content and settings and, and start fresh. Got it. Well, uh, super helpful. I know, like you said, for folks who aren't willing to live dangerously, this is coming out, uh, the official version comes out in the fall? Yeah. So usually around iPhone time, usually a week after the event or a week before the week of the the actual new iPhone, you'll have the opportunity to upgrade the, the new version. Even then we usually say on your new device, like don't do it on the first day. That's also living dangerously, you know, wait a week, like just to see, cause sometimes they'll roll it out and it'll break certain phones or certain devices or some that have certain settings or certain apps installed or whatever. And so, you know, it's usually safe to, to wait at least a week, let, let some of that get sorted out in the first kind of point update to, to come out. And then, uh, and, and then you're a little safer. If you have your you know whole life on this device and, you know, if you were out for an hour or two, it would be a big problem. Um, then, uh, then yeah, live a little safer. <laughs> Wise advice, Jason. Thanks for your time. You could check out all of our iOS and iPadOS coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.